Again, this is just like a running fanfic in the Shineaverse. <laughs> Should we say that now? Like in the Shineaverse, this is what happened, but it's not, we don't know reality, but these are just my theories based off of just this elaborate fanfic that I've put together in my head. Okay, so with that in mind, let's talk about it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Grown Ass Fandom, which, by the way, holy shit, I got an email from Spotify the other day that said that we were we were the 41st out of 50. I think it's like 41 out of 50. Grown-ass fandom? What? Of music podcast? Holy shit. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. This is amazing. And yeah, it's fucking real fucking cool. Okay, so locals news. The thing that so there was like Demi Lovato and then some youtuber named gabby hannah i don't know if you know her and they were sort of doing this thing i guess called karening or whatever and what was interesting is that they were called like girl blosses and it was used as sort of like a slur and then i was on tiktok and there was like this other thing where it sort of talked about was it smooshy or some type of culture and again it was sort of like attacking sort of millennial women. And let me say, I'm an entrepreneur and I've been sort of rallying against sort of the fake girl bossness for years. So I hold no like closeness to girl bossdom or whatever. But (laughs) I think it's interesting. And I mentioned this on Twitter. I think it's really fascinating. And if you're a member of Generation Z, and like I said, I love Gen Z. I love every, I mean, I think, first of all, I think the generational stuff is kind of stupid, but I do think it's interesting that whenever, you know, these arguments happen, it's all super sexist and it's all very, like, it's all about women. You know, there's so many aspects of male millennial culture that have created this mess that we're in right now <laughs> and there's and that's like too big of a or or we were and I'm not going to get into it too much the sort of partner to the girl boss is like you know the what's his name it's not Jeff Groban <laughs> the fuck is Jeff Groban the sort of like the Joe Roganess Gary V bulletproof self-development hustle type culture is very similar to kind of girl boss, toxic girl boss culture. But we don't see people calling men Gary V or bulletproof as like a derogatory. We only see them using girl boss as a derogatory. And I just think it's really interesting how, and I was posting about it and I know one of the people who follow me said it's because women have a lot of internalized misogyny and how because we are so used to 
a kind of a culture and a society that is trained to dislike women. We always go for women first. We're always calling in our own first. We're always judging each other. And I thought that it was a really interesting uh, aspect of all this as I sort of gotten into girl groups and sort of really examining my thoughts about girl groups and just like womanhood as a whole. Because I think that we all have this tendency to just be really judgmental of women in a way that we're not judgmental of men, which is especially insidious considering how much women have to go through. And when I was going through, so okay, so we're going to be talking about girl bands, some of the K-pop girl bands and the girl groups. And I was just thinking when I was like watching them, how like fucking hard it must be to be a woman in the public sphere when just casually person to person we treat women with such low regard and it's so funny because it's like we're supposed to be like all man haters but there's no man hate that is ever as specific as women hate you know what i mean like i said there's not a derogatory for like like even like karen i guess incels but it's not specific to any generation like the way that we have like such specificity for women and that we don't have for men, I just think is interesting. And like I said, as I talk about these groups and examining my own stuff, a lot of these companies are marketing around that. Because I think that in K-pop especially, I think that people know that women are going to be judged in sort of unfair ways. And I think that the tricky thing about girl groups is like figuring out how do you market them because of that. And if we look at Western media, and I feel like what's happened here, and this is a discussion that I've had with other people that I've had with myself around. Can I just say, I fucking love Megan Thee Stallion. I love her with all my heart. Like as a fellow stallion myself, I'm also tall. Like I'm, I think I'm like five foot 10, five foot nine, five foot 10. So I'm like a tall, a tall girl. And so I love Megan Thee Stallion. I love Cardi B. I love all that. I love their music. But I remember this discussion that happened where it's this idea of like, so why does the female empowerment gaze just seem like the male gaze in a lot of different ways? Like, what does this look like for women? Because on the in the West, like Doja Cat and everything like that, they're highly sexualized. And it's like, who is that sexual performance for? Is it for us and we're supposed to want to embody that and therefore be more attractive to men? And I think that if you said that to Megan Thee Stallion, she'd be like, no. But there is something about the performance that is sort of almost male gazy, even in its feminist undertones. Like even as it is, WAP is a good example of like how men hated it because it's women's sexuality, but the women's sexuality is from the male gaze, you know, <laughs> men hate women. So like they have a problem with women doing that on their own accord. But if Megan and Cardi were doing that and it was like a Drake video, I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. It's about the agency. And so the agency does make it feel more female gaze, but the images themselves aren't necessarily for women, I don't think. So that, so when I was thinking about this and looking at it, it's like, so what is 
this? What do we want to see? And what are we hoping to get from these performances? I know from somebody like Beyonce, I think there is something very worshiping about her. There's like a queendom to it. And it's you're just watching somebody be perfect and you're watching somebody be an artist. So it's like more of an artist relationship. And I don't th- and I think that she's a good example of somebody who isn't who is turned more towards a gaze that is what could be the female, like what could be that form of expression. And like lemonade is oh my gosh. I love Lemonade. I love Lemonade. Like, I'm not even a Beyonce stan, but, like, I love Lemonade and what it represents. And like I said, so so how it represented a point of view that felt genuinely different. And especially, so that's something I think about as well when approaching all this. It's like, what is the female gaze that doesn't include men? Do we even know how to wrap our arms around it? Do we know how it exists, really? And so I'd love to hear your perspective of as a woman who's looking at women, like, what are you looking for? Is it the empowerment? Is it like, oh my God, she's so sexy. She's so amazing. She's just that bitch. I want to be her friend. What does it look like? Like, why do I love Megan Thee Stallion? And I said, cause she's like a bad bitch, right? And and for me, for me, Megan Thee Stallion, I love her not because of even the performance. I love the songs and stuff like that. I love her twerking. But it's more about her personality, the way she shows up very shamelessly, the fact that she is like a dark skinned, tall woman who is like very into her point of view and stuff. That's what attracted me to her. And of course, there's a ratchet army. I love bops. I'm a bop only zone. So that's that. Okay, so with that in mind, let's get into the girl groups some, shall we? Okay, so... The thing we're talking about today, we're talking about a bunch of things today, but one of the things I'm super excited to talk about today is girl groups. And I went on a deep dive into many girl groups. And during my deep dive, I stumbled upon Itzy had a comeback yesterday, last night. And it's so good. The song is called, is it In the Morning? And the video and the energy was just so good and so empowering and just like fun and I was just like yes bitch go and it's so interesting because like one of the big questions I had going into kind of thinking about this girl groups is like how are the girl groups being marketed like what is the agenda or the angle around girl groups because like I said the way that male groups are marketed is around the there's like the queerness of men being affectionate with each other, the camaraderie, the boyfriend experience. And so for girls, what does it look like if the kind of like straightforward female gaze for girl groups? And I thought that Itzy is like a perfect encapsulation of what I think is right now the vision for it. I forgot which one of you guys said it. You guys are all so fucking smart. But one of you told me that they had to change the way they marketed women. Like That girl crush came from the fact that they were having a hard time marketing the groups to women or something like that or something like that. And so I know that one of the things that I always feel when I go to like TikTok and places and stuff like that, it's like, oh, like I want that person to be my friend. And I think that's sort of kind of like the energy of the K-pop community. But instead of I want to be her friend, it's more like, 
I want to be her. It's more aspirational because I don't think that they try to make the K-pop idol girl seem really relatable. That doesn't seem to be the goal. It's more about becoming aspirational. I think that ITZY is a different case because they are aspirational, but they're very personable. JYP has kind of developed a strategy around that group specifically that does center their personalities a little more. They, and compared to a lot of the other groups I looked at, there's a ton of personality content for them where you can get a sense of who they are and sort of them being out in the world. The messaging is also very interesting and actually pretty aligned. I was watching uh, a conversation between Itzy and IU, who is like, you know, super famous (laughs) her stuff is like you know not my thing but she's really her show is really good she has like an interview show on youtube you should watch it she's a really good interviewer she's very personable and sweet and nice but at one point i use like ask them about or like the girls are just yeah we didn't know that we have to eat like we have to eat in order to you know to perform and it's so funny because one of the things that's so awful about the girl group model is that the sort of fixation on their bodies and the way that those girls are unpacked is like nothing you see in boy group world like single group I looked at there was articles about how much does blank weigh how did they lose weight their face the work done there's like such an obsession about how women show up in the world and such a fixation on their bodies and a fitting a certain role And so then you add that to the fact that they, like, are not eating. (laughs) Like, they're truly not eating. And the fact that they're able to do anything under those conditions is remarkable. Like, women just can do anything. But, yeah, they were like, oh, we have to eat. And IU was like, but don't eat too much. And I was like, oh, my God, get IU some sandwiches. That girl, I know she's hungry. And it sounds like she has a really sad relationship with food because of this idea of there being such like people are so fixated on their appearance. And I think that it makes it hard to watch sometimes, too, because a lot of the girls look scared and they have so many reasons to be scared. You're being objectified, sexualized, uh, idolized, all at the same time demonized. You know, there's this the way that women are treated in our society on top of all these other extra expectations are a lot especially since authenticity is not really like a part of the formula a lot of times like I feel like here with the western media there's a lot of room for women to even though there is a lot of fixation on their appearance there's a lot of room for expression that you don't really see in the girl groups like I didn't really see much about any of the girl groups I looked at making a ton of their music or being super involved, even if they are, they don't really let the audience know about that, which I thought was interesting. But yes, Etsy's comeback. Go look at it. It's so good. I'm like obsessed with the song, the dances, the signature moves. They're very, like I said, they're the girl crush concept and they just execute it really, really well. And I just think that they're the future. I really think that they are the future. And I think I'm going to try to start like fully standing like I just am impressed with them and I want them to do well but yeah it just is like what is what are we looking for when it comes to these groups and how we view them I don't have many girl group 
friends who, you know, people who like girl groups other than like Blackpink. And that doesn't really sit with sit right with my like man-hating heart to not be more into girl groups. And it's like, why? Like, why are we not into it? Like what's not catching us and what's not whatever? And I talked to a couple, I like did sort of like an informal poll with my friends about this. And they said sort of along the lines of some of the stuff I just said, they look hungry. They look, you know, they look kind of blank behind the eyes, which I don't think that's always fair. But like I do, I think that there is, if you're afraid that every time you go out that people are going to be super judgmental of you and they're going to tear you apart, that does create a lot of fear on top of, like I said, being hungry. One of the stories that I came across is, like I said, I I can't say enough good things about, is it Eyes Wide Open? Eyes Wide Open? That album from fucking Twice is so fucking good, but I don't know anything about Twice. And so I was looking at some of their videos and stuff like that, and one of the controversies they had was that their song... I think it's like more and more or was it can't stop me one of those songs it's really hard to sing like it's very high and out of the range and so when you have to sing it kind of acapella and the girls look so afraid to sing and they look terrified because there's like stories that are like twice can't sing twice can't do this and it's like meanwhile if you see the encores of bts some of the other groups are just like playing around and stuff like that and i was just like really sad about again like the way that we're so hard, we're really hard on women. Like we're so quick to call other women bitches. We're so quick to call other women this when they're not performing in the same way. An example of this is Jenny. I was watching this video about Jenny and I know a lot of people, if you've said this or you believe this, I don't think you're a bad person for thinking this. It's like I said, it's how we're wired. Somebody was like, oh, Jenny's like a bitch. And she seems like, you know, <clears throat> she seems like a bitch. And I was like, I remember being like, yeah, a bad bitch. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, the video was comparing Jimin to Jenny and how they have like very similar personalities in some ways where they can be savage, but then they can also be sweet, but kind of like bratty. And like, I mean, like Jimin walks around, like literally, like I said, as a disappointed Dom, like looking like he's like ready to like Dom everybody around him. Um, But then sometimes he's sweet and he's cute and he gets to be sort of like a fully fleshed out person who gets to be, like I said, sassy and all the stuff. But Jenny, if her face is not completely happy all the time, she gets like the bitch label or she's not whatever. When we've seen times where, you know, Jimin has talked off one of his members or given them a dirty look. Or I always think about that video where I think it was during Boy With Love or something. And Jimin was like furious with Jen. Like he was like over Jen. He was like so annoyed. You could see it in his face. He just was like hardcore Libra energy. And if Jenny did that from Blackpink, if she did it once, we still are not hearing the end of it. So you also have to be like perfectly happy and all this stuff. And so it's really, really tough. And again, reflecting on how women judge each other and how we have these standards for women that we don't have for men. And I'm guilty of it. I feel like we're all super guilty of that. And so like questioning those and, you know, keeping in mind everything that's on, like, how can we be more supportive of women artists? And also like, how can we make it so that 
women can feel empowered in their music process and their creation and feel like that they can be more open in the way that like a BTS is or like a lot of groups. A lot of groups make it like a lot of the boy groups make it a big part of their personality of being a part of the process and the work and stuff. And I didn't see any videos about that stuff when I was looking into the other k-pop groups it's it's all and then i remember watching this tiktok video and they were like oh like blackpink is basically just models and stuff like that i just don't think that any of it is fair and like how are you gonna say that like blackpink are just models when again bts fucking (laughs) are like louis vuitton ambassadors are on all these commercials like promote cars and stuff like that like where's the energy you know, keep the energy for everyone. So this experience was like a really good reminder for me when I feel myself doing these things or uh, feel like myself of being like, oh, well, girl groups are this, or like really examining those thoughts, asking myself where they come from so I can be more open to different types of things. But again, this experience was so great because I've discovered so many new artists. And so let me kind of talk about some of my new faves I have a new playlist called Bad Bitches, Bad Bitch K-Pop. And so I'm going to talk a couple songs that I found and I've become obsessed with. The first and foremost, Psycho by Red Velvet has to be one of the best songs I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, it is just so good. I listen to it so much. Like, the way it arcs, like the arc of it, the beat the sounds, the way the girls sound, like I saw the performance, like everything is amazing. I don't, like I said, I still don't know a lot about Red Velvet. That's the thing. I still don't know a lot about a lot of these bands, even though I did this project. And it's like weird. Cause like I said, we don't know much about anybody. And even like the Blackpink documentary, I still don't know anything about Blackpink, even though there was like a whole two hour documentary about them. So I do think that there is because it's so aspirational and it's like, you know, because the strategy around girl groups is like, I want to be her as opposed to, I want to be her friend. But I think, like I said, Itzy is exception there from what I've seen. It kind of creates that energy. And I think twice has some content like that too. And it was so fun. Like I love watching girl group content because I'm so unburdened by anything other than like, Oh, let's like vibe and chill and watch. Like I was been watching like the girl, the twice girls, they have these little like vlogs and they're just so cute and they're so beautiful. And I just, I just love them. So they're great. Okay. So I really liked the song Odd Eye by Dreamcatcher. Such a good song. I love the beat and the rap is good. La Da is Everglow. I'm really into like the seventies revival that happened late last year. This kind of reminds me of the Can't Stop Me song. It's really good. I'm Not Cool by Hunya. Hunya? I don't know. She seems cool. She seems like she's also somebody who's in charge. She's the one who is marrying, who's who's married, <laughs> who's dating Don, right? Don, 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 Don. Don is so fine. And there's like all this drama about them being in a relationship and they got kicked out of both of their groups, right? Just seemed like a bit of an overreaction to me. But her content seems very personal and she seems like she's really stepping out to do things that she really wants to do. So I'm excited to see more of her content. I loved her video and I'm going to look more into her. Chung Chunga, also the song Bicycle. 
She's so good, like her dancing and her performance. And so I, of course, have Not Shy by Itzy, 24 Hours by Itzy, Bring It Back by Twice. I said, I said, eyes wide open. If you haven't listened to that album, you need to do it. Psycho, of course, I revisited On the Ground by Rosé. I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but Rosé's comebacks, her songs and this whole thing has just been so good. I've seen her perform the song so many times. I feel so happy about that. Thank you, YG. And then, of course, my favorite song of last year was just Pretty Savage. I discovered CL, who's really cool. A G Idol. Oh, my God. Also, the band that just came out last year, I guess they're the new SM band, and SM hasn't made a band in a long time, not since Red Velvet, not Black Red Velvet. Uh, the song Black Mamba. Black Mamba. And then I checked out Mama Moo. You guys told me to check out Mama Moo. I looked at, I really like the song Hip. Aya is. <laughs> I was watching the video and I was like, I don't know, girls. I know that uh, somebody told me that Mamamoo has been canceled or for some reason for cultural appropriation stuff, which that video did feel kind of cultural appropriative in just like an unnecessary way. It's kind of like the song, which is like a banger. The song is so fucking good. NCT, Make a Wish. The song is so fucking good. It's like, why did we have to do this? Could could we could we not? I, I love when K-pop's just do like original clear concepts that don't have cultural appropriation in them. Refer to a decade, refer to an era. Culture is not an aesthetic that you just put on and take off. It drives me fucking nuts because it's so unnecessary because they have the creativity, the ingenuity. Like, oh my God, for example, this the new video by Itzy, like there's no cultural appropriation in it. They're just wearing clothes and it's like a clear concept. It can be done. I don't understand what's so hard about it. Like what is so fucking hard about not using another culture as an outfit? Please tell me. Please help me understand why the fuck that is. Sorry. Rant. Uh, and then also monster. I'm a little monster. Red Velvet is the is that bitch. They're so good. And then also I looked at Jessie. I really like Jessie's show interview, show interview where she like interviews celebrities. She interviewed the love of my life. You know, him and I, <laughs> sorry, went off in my brain and even I didn't say Minho. He interviewed me. She interviewed Minho and she's also interviewed Eric Nam. I also love Eric Nam. Eric Nam and I are both from Atlanta. And I just, she's so cool. She doesn't really seem like an idol to me. I think she's just like a personality who sings music. But yeah, that was like my exploration of girl groups. I'm going to dive in. Again, I think it's just really interesting how they're represented, how they're positioned, and like me just thinking through like what are some things that I could do personally to break some of the, I feel like it's internalized misogyny around the groups and the way that I judge them and the way that I look at them because fuck men, you know, for real. So, yes. Okay, so now let's talk about the big topic, which is Ianon, Ianon, and RM. It's so funny to say RM because I always use Namjoon's government. (laughs) The song which is by the way beautiful i have been thinking a lot about it and first of all let me say as another disclaimer because i know that 
it's hard to say stuff like this <laughs> to army because they're very sensitive again this is just like a running fanfic in the shenayaverse <laughs> should we say that now like in the shenayaverse this is what happened but it's not we don't know reality but these are just my theories based off of just this elaborate fanfic that I've put together in my head. Okay? So with that in mind, let's talk about it. Again, first of all, the song is beautiful. The music video is really sad. And so from what I know about the origin of the actual song is that so what I've sort of like this is from Twitter of course Twitter sources translated from Korean media was that he went to RM with the sort of song and was like here's the instrumental and then he sent him lyrics from the instrumental so I don't even think so based off of what I read again this is just what I read he hadn't heard the original song. I think maybe he just knew the general themes of it and Namjoon was filling in. And again, this could just be him being able to reflect on heartbreak as a concept. And so conceptually, he's able to pull out these concepts and create this song. That being said, it does feel kind of specific. And so I'm going to kind of talk about it in specificity and sort of talk about each of the lines and what they mean and what I get from them and stuff like that. Thankfully, it's not a long part. So we can just go in part by part, keeping in mind my theory, but like holding it very loosely because I'm full of shit. And it's so funny because when TikTok people are like, you're full of shit. And it's like, yes, of course. I know that. Okay. So what color are waves? Why does snow when they break? Did you survive the drift okay? Still as a pebble, could you stay? Turn on the moon. In my small chimney, you could stay. Don't take away the name only you know. Useless magic, detestable wildflowers. Stop. This isn't like you. Just stay here. So the first line that comes up to me is like, did you survive the drift okay? And there's a couple interpretations I have for this line. So one is just sort of like when you drift away from people that you love, how are you doing with somebody who is used to be in your life on a day-to-day basis, not being in your life on a day-to-day basis? How are you surviving that? Is it as weird for you as it is for me? Because it's fucking weird for me. And it is. It's like anything that I don't know if you've had, like I said, if you have had a relationship, if you've had like really fundamental friendships in, I've had like friendships in that felt very fundamental and like how it is really weird how somebody can be really intrinsically in your life and then just like not. And the other interpretation of it is sort of this idea of the thing that I said on TikTok, which is that, did you survive the drift okay? As in like, is it hard to see me? Is it hard to see me everywhere? That's how, like, the first thing I thought was, like, did you survive the drift? Are you kind of dealing with this idea? Because one of the things that I always think about is, if you're dating a K-pop idol, uh, they're everywhere. And and so, like, if you break up with them, they're everywhere. And it's to an extreme form for BTS because they're literally on fucking water bottles. Like, could you imagine trying to just, like, go to a restaurant and seeing your ex's face on a bottle? And even when you're in 
sort of our world or like you like the normal world you want to block them and it's triggering to see people like on Instagram it's just like really hard and so imagine it at that scale so I don't know if that was like the actual interpretation but that's like one of the interpretations I had from it as far as the drift why does snow when they break what colors are the waves and this is sort of more poetic um just for me it feels white as snow when they break did you survive the drift okay it's like how you see things one way but they're really some other way and you're not really seeing them kind of clearly and you you see them as like the waves are blue but as you get closer they're white and whatever that represents i wonder if it's like a deeper meaning to the two of them turn on the moon in my small chimney could you stay don't take away the name the, the name only you know i know that that's like very much a has to be kind of the sadness over again in Shanae canon, in the Shanaeverse, um, this idea of this relationship where, you know, you are now in the biggest band in the world and all the relationships moving forward are going to be informed by the fact that you are this person. And I think I mentioned this before is that I think that this is a pretty long relationship. And so I think that it extends beyond sort of the, the scope of the peak of BTS's fame. I think I said that it was like maybe 2015, 2016, where it really po- like this relationship formed. And so this person is the last person who will know him as something other than Namjoon from BTS in that height. And everybody after this is going to be at that level. And looking at his astrology, if you believe in astrology, I don't know what order this is going to come in. When we talk about kind of like what are some of the like hallmarks of their astrological signs and a lot of what his chart says is that namjoon is somebody who's a serial monogamist like he takes sex and intimacy in relationships very very kind of seriously and he has sort of like a high standard for who he spends his time with who he gets involved with and so i think there's also like the the energy of this is this idea of like feeling so much yearning for somebody who knows you in a way that you don't feel like you will ever be known again and like is totally relatable when you're in relationships and stuff like that because when you get out of a relationship or you stop dating like I said this is anything like you end a business relationship you end a friendship you end a relationship there's this idea or this feeling that like this specific feeling this very specific feeling that you have with this person is something that you cannot recreate and you like cling to this idea of this and like it, it makes you feel really scarce around it. So that's that. Uh, Stop, this isn't like you. And I saw this really cool interpretation. I will link to it from this Twitter user that says, don't screen subtitle, which means don't be like that. One of the lyrics Namjoon song is also stop, this isn't like you. I think that's aside from the desperation to make somebody stay. It's also about being confused as to what changed to make them want to leave. And like I said, I think that it was, like I said, in the Shanaeverse, it's like a relationship that is reaching its natural end and maybe it's not any big fight maybe they had a really clear system about how the relationship went and it's like this really and so like nothing felt like it changed for him 
but maybe for the other person, it kind of got bigger and bigger and they felt like they were getting lost in the sauce of this bigger situation. And that's why, like, I feel like there is like a, like this person said, it's like, aside from that, if you think about it, usually when you're confused, when things like this happen, you get angry, but the song is calm, but cold. It's so lonely. It's like being at the stage where you're just hanging by a thread and you can feel yourself fading away. And I totally feel that too. And I think it shows in my theory, this idea of like struggling with accepting this fact that somebody is like to a point where they can't come back. And there's this desperation of trying to get them back and feeling like, okay, everything can just be the same as it was. Nothing has to change, but actually things are changing. And especially if you compare this to, again, in the Shanae-verse with the Dynamite and the Grammys and all these efforts and hypey, hype, hype, you guys call it hypey, I don't know if it's hypey, hype, whatever, and all these efforts to like make things bigger and bigger and bigger and this effort to hold on to this one little piece that's still normal oh like makes me sad and that's what this feels like to me I'm curious what the rest of the music is going to sound like for the future stuff I know butter isn't going to reflect this at all but that's like my assessment of it the song overall is really sad I'm curious about like how connected Namjoon is with the imagery from the actual music video and like how and you can see it it's about a relationship that was really good but somebody is just and the other person is just floating away and it's just like no longer invested in like the pain that creates when you've had all these moments with a person and so I do think that the lyrics are tied up together really nicely and I know that people in my comments are going to be like it's just a song and it's just this he's just matching the song which I think is like a really weird it's such a weird thing to say because songs are an expression of our feelings and our emotions and they tell stories about ourselves and like you know Taylor Swift tells stories about her experiences and our pain and people analyze it in the same way so it's just theories so that's sort of some ideas that I have about it and what I think about the song again it's a really beautiful sad song of course I won't listen to it much Ratchet Army but I love his voice in it he the emotion he adds to it it's just really kind of melancholy and sad and beautiful so those are my thoughts let me know what you think on speaker pipe or if you have any theories and all that stuff okay on this week's Brand assessment. We're going to be talking about TXT tomorrow together, which is the other big hit artist. And talk about my thoughts. Bops upon bops upon bops. Like their discography is some of the strongest I've seen. And a lot of you asked me if I had heard Cat and Dog. Come on now. I'm Ratchet Army. So the thing is, is that Spotify, I've let take control of a lot of like me discovering K-pop artists. But the thing is, is that I don't really have time to go deep into many K-pop artists. And so for, I will like dive into a little bit and move on. But there's some artists that are on, that I listen to all the time. I don't know anything about them. So for example, like I'm even looking at my top songs from 2020 like cat and dog is on here because i listened to it that many times i think it's like towards the bottom but i fucking love that song yes cat and dog, this was my 31st played song right below silver spoon i have a couple of songs and artists that are in here that don't know anything else for example exo if you were to give me all the exo members 
and be like, pick one that wasn't Baekhyun or Kai or get shot, I would get shot. I don't know anything about them, but the Eve was one of my number eight played song. That is one of the most perfect songs. I know nothing about EXO. <laughs> I don't know a thing about EXO other than like they seem, <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know anything about EXO. And so like EXO's The Eve and The Obsession were two songs that I listened to a ton last year. I don't know anything about them. And so Cat and Dog is another song that I listened to a ton last year. And I never looked into TXT because it's like, again, like standing is a lot of energy. And I am an adult K-pop fan. So I dig, I dug deeper into, so Cat and Dog was a shuffle discovery. One of my favorite radios is like Silver Spoon Radio by BTS and it came up, but it's so good. And then Blue Hour is amazing. Like the whole mini-sode Blue Hour album is so good. We Lost the Summer, Way Home, Ghosting, those are all amazing songs like they have this amazing discography that's really stands out as far as the personalities I think it's hard for me to judge because I don't know if I'm the target market I can tell that they are leaning into a lot of the things that I've talked about before as far as gays like putting them all in crop tops brightly colored crop tops really leaning into the color really leaning into the quirkiness of them they are very chaotic they do speak a lot to I think they do a lot of lives actually it's hard for me to tell whether or not they are kind of using the BTS model or that's just naturally who they've picked because I think a lot of the members do favor some of the BTS members um, without meaning to or not but I think that they're great I really love their music again they're very tall as a tall person it's so rare that you see idols that are like taller than you like (laughs) one of my nightmares is meeting Jimin and he's just like looking up at me and like oh my god so I think that they have really fresh energy. I love that they're super active on TikTok and know how to use TikTok and are a very Gen Z group in the way that I would say that BTS is a very millennial group. Like even looking back at the way that they would communicate in the early days, it just seems like it's very similar. So we will see if they um, have the same success, but I do like them. Like I said, it's, I don't know if I can stand them but I will always listen to their albums and I will always look at them and be like, okay, I love y'all. And I get a lot of freedom, I feel like, to be themselves. And I think that they have a lot of resources behind them to create cool stuff. So I think it's exciting. Yay, TXT. Is it what you guys are called? MOA? I don't have a bias yet. Let me know who you think my bias should be. I will pick a bias. I pick a bias for every group, even if, okay, I do need to look at XO. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, I need to look at EXO. I need to look at more of some of these other bands that are on my list that I listen to. Oh, oh, Stray Kids. I need to listen to them because I don't have enough information. So that's Tomorrow Together, Brand Review. Fucking bops. Really singular vision for their music. I don't know how involved they are, but it's really great. I love them all. They all seem like cute, sweet guys. And they're the one, what's his name? What did you guys call it? Is it Eugen? Eugen? Let me see. Uh, He seems like trouble. He gives me very much like, you know what? 
it's so funny because ah, this is a whole nother topic. Shanae, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> I will just say this really quickly about how idols, the way that they kind of present themselves and how they're perceived and being very conscious of it. And I feel like there's this level of humbleness that is implied that you're supposed to do. And I feel like Eugene doesn't care. He literally has this energy of like, I am truly that bitch. And I appreciate the hell out of that. There's no shyness around him he's just like here he's out there he's like this is what it is and I am that bitch and you heard you heard right and I love that but he seems like trouble like I feel like there's a lot of people in his who are like waiting you know that are just sort of like what's going on what's my status type of situation what's his sign let's see have have the have the girls figured out Eugene's Eugene astrology What's a sign? What do we want to guess? What kind of what do we okay, let's let's guess of what we think his astrology sign is. Maybe a Scorpio or a Virgo? A Scorpio or a Virgo? Maybe a Libra? Let's see. 1999. Ah oh, yes, a Virgo. Oh, and a Libra moon. Ah, a Virgo moon, a, Le- a Virgo sun, Libra moon. That's rough. That's an intense guy. Lots of Taurus in his chart. Anyway, that's TXT. We love to see it. Okay, it's astrology time. Are you excited? <laughs> tea time, astrology tea time. So this is just a random site I found. I'll show you the link. It's honestly just a random Tumblr. In fact, it was last updated a couple years ago but I just think these are fun and I want to read more as we go along maybe on patreon I'll read more but so the spicy ones I'm not going to read here so like there's one that says so we have sun and moon signs meanings bts in bed bts in bed versus their lilith signs venus and mars signs bts's boyfriends bts's future soulmates BTS ships analysis series, BTS fashion analysis, visual analysis, exposing BTS series, and a BTS kink master post. So, and then there's like, <laughs> there's so many pages. There's like BTS's ideal ideal types. That's a story for another day. Turn ons and turn offs. BTS's real rising ascendant signs. Sun signs they be attracted to. Rising signs they be attracted to. BTS originus origin. How to turn on BTS, parts of a woman's body BTS is most attracted to, feel a little heteronormative to me. BTS's d- deep wounds and insecurities, BTS's future marriages, Juno houses. What side of BTS we don't see? Descendant analysis. What boys fit your zodiac signs? Who would you fight based off your sign? How to make good impressions. So, okay, there's a lot here, <laughs> and that it's based on astrology. And like I said, we're not going to read the sex stuff here. I will read it on Patreon. How's that for a ad? And so, oh my gosh, should we use the wheel? Yes. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> okay. Okay. So excusing these, we have one, two, three. So we'll, so yes, we can do soulmates. We're not going to do ships either. We'll do, okay, so we'll do sun and moon signs meanings, 
BTS's boyfriend. So we'll get one, two, three, four, five, six. We're going to skip the Kinks Master post. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 22. Oh, okay, here we go. So one, two, 22. Forgot. And then we're going to spin the wheel to see which one we're going to read. Oh, and we're going to do this for seven. We're going to do this for got seven as well. So hopefully I won't spend too much time here. Okay. So, so we have one, two, three, four, five. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Didn't I just say that I don't, I don't believe in ideal types, but that's what we picked. BTS ideal types based off of their Venus signs. This is actually good because so like a couple weeks ago I said like who my matches would be but again I said I, I never got back to the idea of who I think they're gonna pick because like I said ideal matches and like what people think that they want is not usually what they need because we all have like preferences that are like shaped by society and stuff like that um but let's see what they would say Okay, okay, well, she already gave us, or they already gave us a um, disclaimer. These are just my very general interpretation using the stars and by no means correct. <laughs> Remember, it's just astrology and nothing is finite. Every individual is different and there's always exceptions. With that in mind, enjoy. Okay, so we're going to start with Jen. So the, according to this, based off of his Capricorn Venus. Oh, he's a Capricorn Venus. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay, so the classy, successful type. He wouldn't be into a childish, silly kind of girl. I've said this before. He wants somebody who can take over the world with. Didn't I say that? Oh, my God. This is all what I said. Because remember I said power couple, power couple, relaxed, uh, sort of gin, business oriented. I said that. Me and this person, we're like in our, we're in the same mind. Serious, somebody who positively affects his goals, either a charming younger girl who would impress his co-workers at a dinner party or an established older woman who's creating her own empire. You know, which one I would pick. I think older woman creating his own empire is who I pick for Jim. Speaks her mind, reliable and responsible, sophisticated ladies in the streets, but a real freak. <laughs> oh, army. Okay. So that's Jen. What do we think about that? I think that kind of aligns with uh, what I've said in the past, as far as like who I would put him with, like somebody who is really comfortable, confident, has their own shit going on that he doesn't have to worry about and can kind of live his life. So this feels uh, true to me. So let's move on. So we have Shila Yungi, the energetic sporty type. I did say. So he's an Aries Venus. Okay. So Aries Venus. Yeah, he definitely is looking for somebody who has a lot of energy. Despite his lethargic personality, I think he want a girl who can energize and excite him. Oh my gosh, look at me being an astrologer. <laughs> Makes herself heard, fights for what she believes in. Just, yeah, somebody like super feisty. He'd love seeing the spark in her eyes when he or she, I feel like it's canon that Yoongi is pan or bi, right? He's basically said that at this point, right? Is that true? He's the only one who's been very clear. <laughs> I 
<laughs> he's very clear. So yes, I'm just going to say they. I can see him being really proud of them when they stand up for themselves. Feisty, assertive, and dominant. Yeah, because Yungi is... Okay, I'll talk more about sexual proclivities in my Patreon. Do you, see, can you guys hear how well I am marketing my Patreon? That's exciting. Independent, goes after what she wants. Not too girly. I don't get I don't like that they're just saying it's a girl like goes after what they want not too feminine presenting maybe a little bit hmm. this is not rubbing me right this this whole description because like I said we want to be open to their preferences uh who can get down and dirty and not worry about breaking a nail this that also feels like sex do you see do you see what we do <laughs> I'm assuming that this is a woman and no hate to this this poster, but I just think it's interesting. I need to stop using the word interesting. I need to find another word. I think it's fascinating. I feel like it's worth clocking how we demonize feminine characteristics in women. I don't want I don't want to break a nail. And I'm a down and dirty bitch. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, so for Hobie, who's a Pisces Venus, they say, wants a sensitive and sweet type. Think he'd love somebody who's sweet and innocent, who's kind to everyone they encounter, loves nature and animals, dreamy and imaginative, soft. Somebody who is not afraid to bust out some agio, which would just make the, him melt. But actually, if they're a bit needy or cleaning, I could see that. Well... I don't know because Hobie is an Aquarius and they want their independence, I would say, probably. And are out of touch emotionally in some types of ways, which is interesting because Hobie is very much a, seems like a very kind, empathetic person, but doesn't fully understand why people do things sometimes. Somebody who can give a, he can give a shoulder to cry on. Yeah, I do think that he likes being somebody who can be a source of happiness for somebody. Feminine yet fashion forward. So how do I feel about this this description? I don't know. I think that Hobie would like somebody with a little bit more edge. I think that maybe he would go for somebody who is maybe more innocent. But I think that his match is somebody who has a little bit more bite, I would say. In my humble opinion. Okay. <laughs> Nam June Shade. So he's a Scorpio Venus. Oh, damn. He's a Scorpio Venus? Jesus. That man. <laughs> that man. He. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think I knew this, but it's like fully hitting me. <laughs> so, femme fatale type. Somebody with a magnetic aura that draws to him instantly, mysterious, dangerous, not someone to mess with. Sorry, I got distracted by the image that they've put on here to represent Namjoon. Somebody who's not afraid of their sexuality can send him smoldering stares from across the room, wears risque, edgy clothing, likes to show some skin, but on the inside, she's a big nerd, a sexy girl with brains who can he can have philosophical 3 a.m. conversations with. Let's see. I do think that he, I think that sex is definitely probably very important to him. If we just go by astrology, again, we don't, me and this poster both said that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're just talking. But I think that that's something that I see 
in in Namjoon for sure as somebody who has a lot of sexual energy. And if you believe in astrology, the Scorpio Venus for sure says that. I wonder what is his Mars placement? Um, but I do think that he wants somebody who but this doesn't really say much about who they are. Like somebody who just likes to to eat spaghetti. I would like to know more. Uh, I need to look into this more. Like I said, I think we're going to do lots of posts like this because I think it's really interesting. And again, this is just a random post I saw. But I do see him, yeah, being into somebody who has like that really like, oh my gosh, like when they start talking, you just listen, who's very smart and has all that going on. I do see that. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Jimin. They said it's a toss-up for me. Scorpio Venus. So interesting. Gosh, a lot of sexual energy coming out of BTS. They said it's a toss-up for me. He's Scorpio Venus, so you'd think he'd be into some type of, like, they said femme fatale. I don't want to say femme person. Femme fatale. <laughs> I don't know. But many times that he has said many times that he prefers cute small girls. Has he said that? Interesting. But like, we <laughs> is that true, Jimin, though? Is that true? But um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. So I think he'd be into the princess in the streets, but queen in the sheets type of girl. I do agree with that. Like, I think I said in mine, he likes, I think he would love a bratty, high maintenance, keep him on his toes, princess or prince or what's, what's, what's the they for monarchy we don't have that yet um someone who's just like feisty and will fight with him and he said somebody small who can pack a punch just like him that's what jimin that's what here like i said i think like i said this is it but not really i don't think that jimin just likes small girls i think that's ridiculous <laughs> um but he is smaller but i don't think he's afraid of a challenge uh at all so let me know what you think about that description. I guess it's similar to what I said the other week. Uh, Tay, Aquarius, Venus. Ooh, quirky. Oh, yes, it says quirky type. He want most is a girl who's different. Yeah, another pretty face with no personality. Not another. Again, I mm, I don't love the. I guess it's, I guess we've come a long way, and I understand how we talk like this but i think is somebody who's different not another pretty face with no personality i think it's fine to have a pretty face and no personality as someone who stands out in a crowd and unconventional beauty well <laughs> as odd habits that he'd find adorable very fun and silly her hum his their humor would get the cold capricorn to open up a meme, king or queen, always willing to try new things, a rebel who doesn't follow social norms, has a unique fashion sense similar to his Gucci couple. I would just love for him to stop wearing so much Gucci, personally. What do we think about this description? I guess. I forgot what I said for Tay. I think that he does, I don't know. I don't know if he's old enough to, to know that he wants somebody quirky like i wonder if he's still checking for i don't know i don't know i think that tay i could see tay with somebody kind of like alternative but i think that 
like I see that I think of everybody Tay could be the one that would surprise you with who they end up with but then again he is very traditional so maybe not I don't know Tay's a toss-up let me know what you think Jackai Libra Venus so they said that they want a girl again I don't like how gendered this is but we'll keep going a girly girl Libras are naturally attracted to aesthetically pleasing things so you'd want somebody beautiful um yes I definitely think not necessarily somebody like just like somebody very striking. I don't think he's going to end up with anybody middle of the road, but I don't think that they're going to be traditionally beautiful in like the traditional sense. I think it's going to be maybe a little, I think also if you're in this K-pop world, I feel like what you consider beautiful might be different because of everybody so pretty. That's the other thing I noticed when I was looking at the girl grounds, I was like, oh my God, like who's dating all of you girls? Cause you guys are all so beautiful like the girl idols are so pretty oh my gosh somebody who is confident and charming who has effortless grace somebody who dresses well very feminine skirts dresses uses sweet smelling perfumes somebody with class and manners artsy interested in film photography or or music refined and polite rude or crass people turn him off some of this agree with i think that he does i think he will connect with somebody who is like naturally kind with some edge but somebody who is like openly like i said rude to people or doesn't respect people is he's not gonna like that so he's not gonna like like the type of i don't think that jk and jim would ever fight over anybody because i think that they would have totally different styles as far as like what energies they're looking for so i could totally see him looking checking for somebody who has just like a kind spirit but I think that again somebody like I said before somebody who's outside of his world older well-established confident is more important than a lot of this other stuff like I think that obviously he doesn't like girly girls because the tattoo artist wasn't that I think he's honestly, I think his description is going to be more similar to what they said for Tay, as far as being somebody who is into somebody who's really unique and not what they see every day. So that was that. Interesting. So now let's do GOT7. Okay. So there wasn't as much. The market for BTS is heavy, but we've got posts on, okay, they're Got seven hidden sides, chart placements, got seven real personalities, got seven personality types, real personalities, drunk natal chart, rating of jealousy, most likely to uproot their their lives for love, who's what in relationships, got seven ideal partner personalities. So let's we'll do it again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll spin the wheel fucking love spinning the wheel let's go one okay so got seven hidden sides oh my god there's not <laughs> i clicked the link and there's nothing there are there any of these links still active okay 
Oh my god, some of these links are broken. Oh no. Okay. Oh my gosh, some of these links are broken. Um oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, this who's what in relationships link is open. Let's see. Okay, so this is a post that says got seven in relationships. Who's the clingiest? JB, his Capricorn placements make it so he keeps everything inside. He's always taking responsibility for everyone's doings and makes him overwork himself to such an extent <laughs> that he can't help but rely a lot on his partner. Might deny it at first, but when he's fully allows himself to relax around the person, oh boy, will want to keep touch with his lover 24-7, will truly need them at all times since they'll be the one he trusts the most. A close second is Jackson. Interesting. What do you guys think? I think he's definitely keeps everything inside. JB is like such a hard nut to her hard nut, a hard nut to crack. Like when I want to describe him to people, I don't know what to say sometimes because he's so like there's a lot there, but there's also he doesn't give us much because he's so private. So we don't get much of his personality other than him just being oh my god, he's kissing the gift. Okay. So next one, affectionate, bam, bam, trust me on this, Taurus all over, plus healthy Pisces working in on his life. He'll be the person all the time, and he'll be there for the person all the time, and is not afraid to show his love and care whenever is needed. Even when he's not needed, to be honest, can be a little too overbearing. He really likes looking after people he loves, so in a relationship, he'll be very loving and understanding, always to show the person they can rely on him. I love Tauruses. What's, what else is, what's his whole... Oh, here we go. Their birth charts. Let's see. I want to know more about Bam Bam. Okay, Bam Bam is Sun Taurus, Moon Pisces, Mercury Taurus, Venus Taurus, Mars Virgo, Jupiter Aquarius, Saturn Aries, Uranus Aquarius, Neptune Capricorn, Pluto Sagittarius, Lilith Virgo. That's a nice chart. I feel like that's a nice balanced chart, actually. <laughs> I'm like surprised. I think it's maybe it's because I love Tauruses. And then there's a little Pisces in there. Do we have his let's see. What's his rising? Anyway. So that's Bam Bam. Okay. Talkative Jackson. No surprise there. I'm guessing with Mercury in the third, his mind needs communication at all the times, or else uh what is the point of anything why love somebody if not share absolutely everything with them even when it comes to his darkest thoughts we'll also want to know everything about his lover even if they they're more on the quieter side he'll insist until they open up telling him everything about their lives routine etc he'll even talk about things that aren't that useful not gonna lie a close uh second is yogi i can see that is that it do we get the other members that's the post i am really disappointed <laughs> I want more tea. Let's see. Oh my god, so many of these links don't work. I'm sorry, guys. I should have checked these before. I like had the pages ready, and I was gonna spin the fucking wheel, and I thought it would all be here, but a lot of these links are broken. So we'll have to come back. <sighs> okay, we have got some Jin Young. There's Jin Young. We haven't talked about him yet. Okay. So, Jin Young is a Virgo, 
Libra cusp technically, which does have some relevance, but we'll get into that later. Loves to read and learn, very observant, mysterious aura, witty and sharp, tend to be organized, prefer routines. So for the 18 plus, oh, this is like the sexy stuff. First of all, congrats if you can get through their barriers and get intimate with them. Notice how I said intimate, not sexual. Anyone can have sex, but intimacy is a privilege to them. Ooh, Jin Young. Eye contact staring. Oh, can be super aggressive. Oh, I'm not supposed to to read these on the podcast. It'll be on the extra podcast. But I will say that it says that Jin Young's turn on his hair. Twitching. Stockings. Ah. He loves to be the only one who can get you riled up. Ooh. Well, more about this later. Okay. Who else do we need to talk about? Let's talk about Mark. Like I said, I just want to touch everybody really quick. And let's see. Mark is also a Virgo. Is this is this sun sign? And let's see. <laughs> this says that he's obsessed with boobs. Arm. This is an army. This is Agase. Agase. You guys' imaginations, an actual puppy when drunk, needy and clingy as fuck, super sentimental. Most of the time, sex wouldn't be super flashy, but still so amazing, just really comfortable with one another and able to relax and thoroughly enjoy each other's bodies. Hmm. I don't know. Mark, Mark, I can't get really a good read on Mark. Oh, it says he'll like meaningful gifts randomly often. Will always hold your hand, foodie vibe, video game dates, a great listener. I could see Mark being a good listener, but he's not a talker. You will have to accept that he will have um, times of high energy and bubbliness, but also times where he goes a long time without saying much at all. That's fine. Who doesn't love when men don't talk? I do. <laughs> I'm getting too comfortable. Okay, so that's some Mark. Let's do my beloved young Jay. Oh, and then Yogium. Uh, okay, Young Jay. There's a lot of Virgos <laughs> and God Seven. How many Virgos are there? Let's look at their charts again. Mm. I'm so sad that all these links were broken. Don't people, aren't people as passionate about God Seven's astrological signs as I am? Why? Am I the only one who seems to care? Oh, shit, I lost the... Oh, here we go. Okay. Yagyum is a Scorpio. Ooh, spicy. Um, Bam Bam is a Taurus. Young Jay is a Virgo. Jin Young is a Virgo. Jackson is an Aries. JB is a... I feel like that's a higher than average amount of Virgo energy in a group. One, two, three... Out of seven people, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot of Virgo energy. I'd be curious to see some astrology about the dynamics. Okay, so Young Jay, um, let's see, smart, some 
strikes me as the type who would be the type who would like to partner who is experimental with fashion hair and accessories as he is. I'll probably be excited anytime you dye your hair or try out a different style. I could see that. Pouty and sulky when feeling jealous or insecure. Deeply upset about something you will likely find out after the fact. The type to start acting kind of distant and quiet until you ask him what's up. Animal coffee dates. I don't know. A lot of this doesn't feel like it's based in astrology. <laughs> we'll touch some of the 18 plus traits. Oh <laughs> this detail here. It says the most beautiful moans you have literally ever fucking heard. Let's all sit with that for a little bit. That's really, that's really something. Really something. Um... <laughs> morning sex missionary I hope he's doing well I miss him I miss God seven can you tell every week I just feel like I'm <laughs> I get more and more sad I love them so much like it's hard because I think that people don't know that I love God seven as much just because it's like hard to create content about them because I feel like the the break and everything that happened feels really chaotic and then also going backwards they've been stripped from a lot of the sites and stuff and there's like all this stuff so it's hard to find content to keep up with everybody but i'm gonna do a better job because i am an august day like august day or die like i love them so much okay now you're young you're young scorpio do people not like scorpios I mean, maybe it's because Scorpios are, like, very sexual and intense. I've always liked Scorpios. Um, but, you know. Okay, so another case is where they can either be total fuckboys or faithful as fuck. And although the fuckboy ones tend to be young, immature, afraid of commitment because deep down, Scorpios have very deep feelings and they're terrified of being hurt and betrayed, and that's their worst fear. Scorpio men have a really sensual, mysterious, and strong golden energy. Yes, that is true for YG, for sure. Can be the mushiest, littlest baby or oozing in sensuality, no in-between. I think that's also true. Begs for pics and videos when he's away. Thinks about you all the time and hates being apart too long. Will send you pics, maybe even vids to tease you. Make no mistake, when a Scorpio loves you, they love you forever. Huge libido. Yeah, Scorpios are something else, man. I just, I I feel like, especially since YG and um, Bam Bam are like such good friends, I can't imagine what they get up to. Like I said, I just want everybody to be safe and happy and secure. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it. We did everybody, right? That's the astrology section. And again, I will do more astrology in this week's bonus episode for the Patreon. And I will be doing all the stuff that I am, cannot talk about here because this is going out to thousands of people. And I want to keep it classy at least, but I have thoughts. <laughs> oh my God, I talked for such a long time. Okay, so for this week's questions... One of the question was, do I think that idols track their social media? 
of course. <laughs> yes, I definitely do. In fact, it was so funny because I think it was a couple, was it last week or two weeks ago? There was a TikTok about how BTS had liked and commented on a video about Tay's shoulders. They don't make their likes public anymore. And so um, they're like, this means that they're watching you and they're watching all of us. And I do think that they are. <laughs> I think I've also seen how I think I was watching. Was it, it was one of the commentators uh, said that he had met a BTS member who had recognized him. And he's and I think Dre, the commenter, has been recognized by the guy. So I think that they are on social media. I think especially if your video or your content or your tweet has enough heat on it, they will see it. And so, yeah, that's what I think. I think it's totally true. I think they look up everything and I think they know what's going on. I think they're just very aware, maybe not of individuals. I think some like big accounts they know i would say like some of the bigger tiktokers i'm sure that they would recognize if they saw out um especially ones that have like really big tiktoks and yes i do think that they follow i I was like i don't have anything to worry about though because because i remember the other day somebody was like what if namjoon sees this and i was like you know to be honest, like, I feel like the way I talk in my TikToks and stuff like that, even if you know English, you have no clue what the fuck I'm talking about. So I have a Korean tutor and I will send her stuff from Namjoon and I'm like, can you help me? Like, and she's like, what does this even say? <laughs> I think it's the same thing for me. It's like I'm speaking English technically, but nobody understands what I'm saying, I guess, if they just are like watching my face. And I, I think that if they're going to watch somebody's face, it's probably going to be like another, like one of the hot TikToks one of the hot bts tiktokers that are out there but yeah i definitely think that they follow us i think they are watching everything for sure okay and that's it for this week's episode yay i hope you enjoyed everything we talked about today we talked about a bunch of stuff as usual uh like i said the patreon is now patreon 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 is now up there's a couple different tiers and different benefits of the tiers. And one of the biggest benefits of becoming a member is going to be the bonus kind of B-side podcast that I'm going to do. Like I said, I come and I sit and I talk for like two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, sometimes longer than that. And there's a bunch of stuff that I cut or there's other stuff I want to talk about, but I can't talk about on name. I got to use my like my OnlyFans. So if you want to be on Sinead's OnlyFans and hear all of my thoughts that are a little bit more uncensored, join my Patreon. So this week we are going to be doing, we're going to look at that website and I'm going to judge and talk about the the, the article about their kinks and their sexual proclivities for BTS <laughs> based off of that. Like, that person's interpretation of their charts and what I think. And again, those are the things that I keep wanting to say on TikTok, but they won't let me. So that's going to be it. And if there's anything that you would also like to be included, let me know. And that's it. That's it for this podcast. Again, thank you guys for making fucking grown-ass fandom a top 50 music podcast on fucking Spotify. It's crazy, man. I... Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And I will see you next week. Okay, bye.